welcome back to another episode of Mooney Birth Stories. This episode is a little bit different. Um, I, I guess I'll call it just an extra episode. When I had told my personal birth stories, uh, in particular my first, um, you know, about six months had passed and something came up in conversation with somebody about an IUD and suddenly all of these memories came flooding back about my own very traumatic experience with an IUD after having Benny and I realized when I shared her birth story I had just it's like I had blocked it out of my mind um, and totally forgot to share that, even though it was a pretty intense thing that happened. So trigger warning, um, it's a bad story about a copper IUD. So, uh, you know, don't think that this would necessarily happen to you or anyone else. I think it was pretty rare and pretty random. Um, but, but yeah, that's what it's about. So I had told a few friends this story and everybody just thought it was, you know, pretty intense and had suggested that I, I make an episode about it. So I, I pulled on Instagram and, and it seemed like people were potentially interested in hearing about it. So, you know, I'm going to give you what you asked for. Uh, so if you've listened for a while to the podcast, you've probably heard my birth stories, but um, my first birth story is back in season one. I believe it's episode three and it's titled My Birth Story. So you can always check that out if you want to hear that as well. But um, but yeah, so I had struggled quite a bit with postpartum then. And I remember going for my six week checkup with my OB and him saying, have you thought about birth control? And I said, yes, I am very afraid to get pregnant again. I don't feel interested in having another child anytime soon. So I was thinking about getting an IUD. And, you know, if I'm completely honest, I hadn't exactly researched them a ton. Uh, I had just kind of made speculative assumptions, I guess. And... I, I, he said, okay, well, there's the Morena and there's the copper IUD. And I kind of, I don't know why. I think I was just, I just wanted something that was going to prevent pregnancy because I was so afraid of having to go through this postpartum struggle again, that it was almost like I cut him off and I was like, yes, I want the copper IUD. And he was like, okay, well, I have those on hand. If you want, I can put it in today. And I said, sure, let's do it. So he put it in and it was pretty uncomfortable to get in, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely worse than like any cervical checks or anything like that. I definitely wasn't like I had to really brace myself, but it was in, it was fine. And I didn't really have too much bleeding. I think I had a little bit of spotting for maybe a couple of weeks um, but I thought it was fine. And, and I was like, okay, let's, let's think about maybe having sex again. So I remember still not feeling ready right away. Um, and I remember my vulva was feeling pretty irritated, but the IUD was not on my radar 
at all because I'm like, that's up in my uterus. It's fine. Like I literally didn't even think about it as a source of the problem. But yeah, I started feeling really irritated and uh, it, it felt kind of like maybe I had a yeast infection or some sort of infection. And I was like, I don't know what could be causing this. I don't know why I'm experiencing so much discomfort. This wasn't something that was usual for me. And I was like, is this just like a hormonal thing? Uh, is this a postpartum thing? I don't know. And so Andy and I tried to have intercourse, I think when I was about eight weeks postpartum. And it was awful. And I know it can be hard no matter what, but it was excruciating. The best way that I can describe it is that it felt like, um, like after having Benny, like I had closed up too tight. It felt like it was like a pinhole down there and there would never be any sex for me ever again. And I remember being really sad after because I was like, dang, I did not expect that to be so horrible. But we did all the things you're supposed to do with lubrication, going super slow and just really tried so slow. And it was just torture. So, you know, we stopped, of course, and that was that. And the irritation just wouldn't go away. And uh, we would try having sex every once in a while, but it just would be awful every time. So, you know, I just continued trying to manage this, these discomfort, this discomfort that I was experiencing. And it just felt like burning, it was red and irritated. Um, and my cervical fluid was just like water. And so it didn't, I was like, well, it feels like this could just be like a horrible infection, but normally you would expect there to be some strange cervical fluid or something. And so I was trying like over the counter things, wasn't helping. Um, I did see my doctor at the time, my regular doctor, but I didn't know him very well. He was a new doctor for me and he wasn't much help and I didn't he he didn't necessarily offer a pelvic exam but I also didn't want one anyways from him because I just felt like he's not an expert and clearly this is something that's wrong but of course I couldn't just get in to see my OB um because I was no longer, you know, I was past my six weeks postpartum. So um, away I went and it would, I would only, you know, get to go there if I had a referral and had to wait for an appointment or um, if I got pregnant again. So I did ask my regular doctor to refer me back to my OB to see, you know, just so that they could assess and, and potentially figure out what the problem was. But in the meantime, it had been um, probably two to three months of this. And I was starting to feel like pretty depressed. And it wasn't even anything to do with Benny, because at that point, my postpartum anxiety and depression had improved. But I just I literally thought maybe I would never be able to have sex again and that I would be feeling this pain forever. 
So I booked an appointment with a pelvic floor physio because that's what anyone, any of the few people that I talked to about it were recommending. And so I went and saw her and she was just lovely, did the little kind of intake discussion. And then she went to check me and she was even shocked. She said that uh, the words she used were um, that it looked very, very unhappy (laughs) down there and that she wasn't even, she couldn't even begin to try and help with any pelvic floor stuff because it was so unhappy and so inflamed and irritated that it looked like it was like burnt um and like skin was kind of starting to peel off of my vulva basically so that was very discouraging and really you know upset me of course i did have some minor prolapse uh front and back so um so yeah like my f- the front and back of my vaginal walls were kind of lazy we'll say uh but yeah when it was about I I got the IUD put in in December and by May I yeah was beside myself I hadn't gotten an appointment from the OB office yet and one day I was kind of at my wits end And I got the letter in the mail from the office and I'm like, oh, finally, it's an appointment. And the appointment that they gave me was for the end of September. And I just broke down. I was like, I can't, I can't wait that long. That would be almost a year of suffering. So I called the OB office and I had called them a couple of times and they had told me I needed to be referred and whatever. And, um, the the receptionist on the phone said you know well your appointment is in september i can't get you in any sooner and i was like i need to see somebody like i can't live like this and she said well can can i ask you what's going on and i kind of gave her a quick like i just said I'm just having a lot of pain and irritation. Oh, and I should also mention that in this kind of week leading up, of course, I was researching all the time trying to figure out what was wrong. And suddenly, something in passing said something about a copper IUD. And I was like, hmm, okay, maybe that could be my problem. I started looking a little bit further. And suddenly, I was thinking, oh, my God, maybe I'm having a reaction to this copper IUD. And unfortunately, it took me months to figure that out, and no one else offered that as a suggestion. And so um, she's like, well, did you see your regular family doctor? And I said, yes. And she said, well, did he do a pelvic exam? And I said, no, he didn't do a pelvic exam. And she said, well, why not? And I was like, because I didn't want him to do a pelvic exam. And I said, I think this is a problem with my IUD. And she was like, you know, okay, well, we're going to have to assess you at your appointment in September. And I was like, wait a second. I said, my OB there is the one who, who placed the IUD. 
And I said, if he he's the one that placed the IUD, so I want him to assess it and I want him to remove it. Why should I have to wait? It's not my family doctor that put it in. It's that OB who I love, by the way, he's amazing. But I was like, he put it in. So I should be able to have him assess it if it's having a problem. And she was kind of rude. And she said, well, I'm going to put you on hold. And so, so then she put me on hold for a while. And she came back on the phone. And she said, Okay, well, I can get you in, but it's not going to be for two weeks. And I was like, that would be amazing. Thank you. I said, I'm, I, I don't need to get in tomorrow. I just cannot survive this for several more months. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And so they got me in two weeks later at the beginning of June. And I went in and I saw my doctor, my OB, and I just started crying. And he's like, what's going on? And I was like, I know I shouldn't be self-diagnosing and researching. I said, but I have been struggling for like six months. And I said, I think something's wrong with my IUD. Um, things don't feel right. And I literally feel like I've had a burning vulva for six months. And so he took a look and right away, I mean, he's such uh, he's such a wonderful OB. He has always taken amazing care of me. And I feel like he's so knowledgeable and so informative. And right away, he just knew. And he said, yeah, yeah, it looks like you've had a really bad reaction to the IUD. And he said it was pretty rare, but basic, but, but that it was abnormal for it to be that extreme. But basically, it looked like the skin down there, it had just like peeled off in layers. So if you just imagine it like raw, burning, exposed skin in a delicate place, it was, yeah, it was pretty horrifying. And so he said, I'm going to take that out right right now. And he said, it's probably not going to be comfortable, we, but we got to get it out of there. And I was like, get it out, like burn it. And so uh, he, he explained that basically my body had reacted to the copper, it seemed, and it had caused the cervical fluid that was coming out of my uterus to be essentially toxic to my skin. And so that's why not only was it like, burning my vulva on the exterior, um, on the labia, it was also like burning the canal on the inside. So that explains why everything was excruciating. And so uh, he removed it. And then uh, and he, you know, got some tissues to <laughs> Uh, comfort me with my upset over it all. And he said that we needed to schedule um, a colposcopy first and a biopsy. Um, and the colposcopy is where they put, I believe it's some kind of vinegar on your skin and look at it through a microscope and they can assess um, irregularities. And, and then the biopsy was to assess um, further because he was concerned that there was a chance I had developed this condition called lichen sclerosis, which is basically where your labia like disintegrate. 
So that was a hard pill to swallow. And yeah, I even kind of feel emotional talking about it now because it was such a traumatic experience at the time. And it's crazy how I just like blocked it out and, and totally forgot to bring it up with my previous stories. But, um, but yeah, so he scheduled those things for me. And, you know, he didn't say he wasn't like, I think you have this. He's like, I don't want you to get freaked out because like, but I have to just tell you what we're checking for. And I appreciated him being honest. But it was also really scary to know that my like, exterior vulva uh, would maybe just disappear over time. But, uh, but yeah, so he prescribed a really, really high steroid cream. I think like the highest percentage you can get and said to just apply it as needed, like minimally. And it freaked me out a little bit too, because it had a really strong smell, like kind of a rubbery smell. And every time or every few days, I would get a call from the pharmacist checking in and just making sure everything was okay and reminding me to not use it unless I really had to. And so I think by the third call, I, I was like, should I be worried? Like, I've never had a pharmacist call me this much. And she said, you know, it's just because it's a very strong steroid cream. And we don't typically see it prescribed for that area of the body. And I said, oh, okay. I was like, all right, well, thanks for letting me know. Um, but I did stop using it as soon as I felt relief. And I did find that things cleared up quite well within the first two weeks there would be like a little flare up here and there for another couple of weeks but overall it got pretty good and pretty much back to normal but I could still smell that kind of the smell of the cream for uh, I don't know if it was psychosomatic but I feel like I could smell it for like a year after so that was really weird but I ended up going for the colposcopy and um, then he was able to further assess things and everything looked back to normal. And he was able to cancel the biopsy and tell me with certainty that I hadn't developed lichen sclerosis. So, uh, so yeah, then it all went uphill from there and things got back to normal and were fine. Um, but yeah, it was pretty crazy for those six months and uh, definitely made it so I never want personally um, anything inserted again. And I probably won't ever be on birth control really in any form in the future. Typically, I do just do natural family planning. Uh, but yeah, it was a wild time and I don't want to freak anyone out. But yeah, I just, uh, in hindsight, I, I should have educated myself further about my options. Morena probably would have been better for me because I, I do have a sensitivity to metals, but I never thought of it because it's only ever been with earrings that aren't like precious metals kind of thing. Uh, so... So yeah, that was a lot of uh, intimate and, and personal information about my 
uh, my vulva, but (laughs) I hope it uh, was interesting and maybe helps somebody to do some more research before they make a major decision about something being inserted into their body. Thank you.